Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the top three mistakes that people make in an initial meeting when they're meeting with a potential business prospect. I was in a meeting recently where I introduced two people and the interaction was just plain awkward. So it inspired me to think about what are the top three mistakes I see people make in that kind of initial meeting. So here we go. Number one, they make a confusing introduction. It's a bit of a cliche, but you don't get a second chance to make a good first impression. It's got to do with the way you look, the energy level you bring to the interaction, and the way you introduce yourself. Some people who are real estate investors may also have other things going on in their lives. If you're here to talk real estate, then talk real estate. Don't lead with the fact that you sell insurance. People have a tendency to put you in a box and understand that process is at play. They'll make a decision in the first few seconds which box they want to put you in. They either want to get to know you better, or they're going to be wondering how long before they can politely talk to somebody else. I often see people talk about things they did 20 years ago in the first few minutes of a conversation. It's not relevant. It's not relevant unless you're there to tell your story and how you got to this point in your journey. Now, you don't want to mislead. If you're a doctor, then you can start with the fact that you invest in real estate and then casually mention that you also see patients in the afternoons. If you're socially insecure, this is something to work on. Becoming confident in social situations can be an acquired skill, developed with training and mastered with practice. Very few people were born knowing exactly the perfect thing to say in every situation. Now, if you confuse the other party, chances are they're not going to do business with you because a confused mind doesn't buy. Number two, talking too much. People are attracted to those who are interested in us. If you spend more than 30% of the conversation talking, then you're probably consuming more than your fair share of the oxygen in the room. If you're speaking, it's because you've been invited to speak. Someone asked you a question. If you're answering a question, offer an answer that's a conversation starter. That means a softball answer. Let me give an example. Let's say you're tempted to talk about one of your projects. You might be building a small group of houses. Rather than just talking about the houses you're building, you can frame your answer in a context. That leaves an opening to talk further about the building project or the context. You can take the conversation in multiple directions. So you might say something like, We've observed the huge reduction in inventory for sale, combined with the fall in affordability for single-family homes. So we made the decision to reduce the size of the homes to reduce material costs at the same time that prices are rising. That means we've got the opportunity to increase the profit margin, but more importantly, reduce the risk on the downside if market conditions were to change in the next 12 months, where, of course, they naturally could. So then the other side would almost be compelled to ask more about where you made decisions to reduce cost. Maybe they take the conversation in the direction of the economy. Maybe you talk about the decisions they've made in response to the current market conditions. You've got the possibility of establishing a connection with that person by taking the conversation in multiple different directions. But if you just talk about yourself, they're going to lose interest quickly. If you launch into a speech about how you designed four-bedroom homes with an oversized garage and a wine fridge in the kitchen, you're going to lose their interest very quickly. There's a natural cadence to a conversation that's a little bit like a game of tennis. You want to pass the ball back and forth over the net and keep the rally going. If you run off with the ball and keep it on your side of the net, then it ceases to be a rally and it ceases to be a conversation. Some people talk too much when they get nervous. It's time to listen. Listen for cues. These cues are places to start a thread of conversation. I often ask people where they're from. Chances are good that I've traveled to that area and can demonstrate an understanding and perhaps a connection with their home country and their culture. So that's number two. Number three, 
failing to ask questions. If you are not curious, how can you possibly have a chance to demonstrate that you're interested in the other party? Most important, you don't get to dig down a few layers and develop a relationship. Now, there's an art to asking questions. Some people ask questions in the same way a prosecutor might cross-examine a witness. You may know people that do that. We're not talking about that kind of questioning. We're talking about getting to know someone. You're not there to ask probing questions. You're there to establish rapport. Find out what you've got in common. Find out what you both can relate to. Questions that are too specific can sound like an inquisition way too early in a relationship. You're there to learn about them, not to probe. So those are the three top mistakes I see people make in a first meeting. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.